Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is now teaching us that all life is interconnected and interdependent. In essence, all life is one thing. And spirituality and ancient wisdom has been teaching the truth of oneness for eons. So science is just now catching up, but it's not even that new. The science I'm talking about, quantum physics, is over 100 years old. So it truly should be mainstream by this point, Um, but it isn't. Um, Most people don't understand the simple truth of oneness, and it's a universal truth. Everywhere you look, it talks about how everything is interconnected, interdependent, everything is one thing. So what you do to another person, you are literally doing to another aspect of yourself. And when mankind awakens to the universal truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is That Oneness Guy with Danny, <laughs> Danny, don't tell me, Danny, Rongo. Okay. I got I got a freeze, a mental freeze on your last name. Welcome, Danny. <laughs> Awake to Oneness Radio. Hi Caroline. Yes. If you got it right. Thank you so much for having me. This is this is great. And it is Rongo. I always I always hear people say since I was a little kid, sounds like Ringo, Ringo Star. This so they would call me Rongo Star, right? But it, that's all still good because I'm a musician too, so I don't mind that uh I don't mind that association as a big Beatle fan myself. Right. Yes, yes, yes. And, I, and I'm also a music fan. So we were, we were talking a little bit about music before we got rolling. So, Danny, I have, oh, I know how we got in contact. Facebook, you contacted me on Facebook. Yeah. And then I checked out. You have your podcast, which is awesome. And we're, you're, you're East Coast. Most of the time I'm talking to people either on the other side of the world or on the other side of the country. Very few East Coasters, but you're right in Jersey, my home state, not too far away from Pennsylvania. But please, Danny, I want you to introduce yourself to our listeners. And I want you to just tell us, you know, how you came to this understanding of oneness. Well, absolutely. First and foremost, Caroline, thank you. Thank you for having me. It is it is my pleasure and my honor to be part of your to be part of your world here. And uh, to all the folks out there in, in Awake to Oneness Radio, hello. Uh, it's a pleasure to hang with you guys here for a little while. Hopefully we can get to know each other. Um, again, and Caroline was alluding to my podcast, which is uh, called That Oneness Guy. And that's me. That's what I go by. Um, Everything that I speak about on the podcast derives from from a book that I recently published that's called uh, I Am God and So Are You, My Friends, A Common Man's Guide to Oneness. It's available everywhere. You can find it everywhere. It was published through, through Balboa Press, who is who is an affiliate of, the, of, of Hay House Incorporated, which, as most of you know, is by the worldwide leader in spirituality publications. Uh, so I'm happy to be part of that family. Um, and I'm and I'm very happy to be continuing my my journey as it is uh, of of oneness, and that's why I branched out to start the podcast, which is now uh, just about just about approaching a year old. I have 14 episodes uh, that are out there. You can find them again everywhere on all your on all your podcasting uh, 
sites and apps. You can find it everywhere. Just, just search for that oneness guy. Um, and I've been real happy about it too, because, you know, like I said, it's been a continuation of my book. Mm-hmm. And also it allows me to even share some of my music, you know, cause I am a musician as well too, and a singer songwriter and the songs that I write all have the same message of oneness too. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be a good idea and like maybe to go from ground zero from my life per se to see, you know, how this all started for me. Cause I know that everyone out there, folks, all you have your own, you know, journey in life and how you came to find Caroline and how you came to find oneness in your own life. And it's a beautiful thing. And I applaud you for that. I applaud you first and foremost for, for having the guts to pay homage to your intuition, because that's what it's all about. It's about paying homage to our intuition, something inside us that tells us, hey, there's more to life than this. We are one. We all emanate from the same source. Yes. So mm-hmm. back to how it started with me, like I said, I'm a musician by trade. Okay, and uh, I like noticed some three decades ago, uh, I'm honest and say I'm 58. So in my early 20s, like when I started writing songs and stuff like that, everything, all of my lyrics had this same message and it was all uh, towards, towards and about oneness. And I wasn't sure why, Caroline, but something inside me just told me just to keep going with that. So I would write these songs and they would all be from a kind of peaceful, spiritual, uh, and then, and then a oneness foundation. Again, I didn't know why I didn't ask myself why I just knew that I was being called inherently to share my songs in that fashion. Time goes by. I start recording some CDs. I start, I start performing live, um, as a, you know, because I'm a bass player by trade. So, so when I go out, folks, and perform, I use my acoustic bass guitar, and I play it like a guitar, and I just sing. So it's different. It's different to the ear. It's not an acoustic guitar. It's an acoustic bass guitar. So I have it right over here, by the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, it, so it sounds different, but it's, it still gave me a platform to go ahead and sing about what was important to me, and that is oneness and that is sharing the information that I feel is 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 so much important to our world nowadays. My uh, inspiration for I have to say pretty much all of it, especially when I was younger, started from Dr. Wayne Dyer, who I know you're a very big fan of Caroline. Yes, yes. And uh, again, going going back those decades from when I was about I don't know, 15, 16 years old, I was introduced to his, his first book, Your Erroneous Zones, through a friend of mine when I was only a sophomore in high school. That's like 1976. Okay. And from that, I was just hooked, folks. So it was his spirituality that really became like a, a, a starting point for me as I started to grow and started to evolve into my own spirituality. So Dr. Dyer, to me, for what it's worth, will always be my guru, and I will, I will always carry him near and dear in my heart, as, as you do too, Caroline, I know, because we discussed this before. Mm-hmm. So again, uh, here I am writing songs, trying to share my message. Um, now, through this all, as I was performing, I played in a lot of bands as well, too. Uh, I also had a career on Wall Street. <laughs> Worked on Wall Street for the better part of 30 years, from 1986 until 2016. Oh. And um, okay. so that occupied a, an awful lot of my time, obviously, because right. it's such a 
yeah, it's such a high-end career and high-end job to maintain. So that, so that took a lot of, uh, you know, like a lot of time. Um, and it wasn't until a moment in, in 2016 when I actually got laid off. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that was a real hairy moment for me and my wife because like you have to get used to that, that like kind of an income, like I, like I uh, said, it's, 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 it's tough to lose that. Right. But from that, I really had the opportunity to, you know, delve more into my spirituality and like to really look for, okay, here's an opportunity for me. Yes. Um, it allowed me to really delve into the concept of surrender mm-hmm. and also acceptance. Mm-hmm. I had to surrender right. to the fact that I know I'm not alone and I know that losing that aspect of my life at that time happened for a specific reason exactly because it's scary right caroline at first it's very scary you know yeah definitely no no doubt about it yeah yeah Yeah. and i i talk a lot about how things like that like loss of a job loss of a, a a spouse loss of a child you know when i say loss we know that spiritually there is no loss yeah. Um, our, our loved ones that pass on, they're still with us. Actually, I know that um, most of my listeners already know my son is in spirit. I know my son is closer to me now than when he was here in the physical. Because when he was in the physical, he wasn't with me all the time. No. I feel him all the time now. His presence all yeah. the time now. That's beautiful. Yes. So I understand exactly what you're saying that, you know, wow, all of a sudden, wow, you're making a great income. You've been doing it for 30 years. And, um, they say job is gone. Yeah, those are our awakening moments. Yes. So I understand. Yeah, so I so I had to surrender to that in you know, to surrender to the knowing that I am one with my higher source, with my God, and that I know, you know, that I'm I'm with God at all at all moments. Right. Um, you know, so then from surrendering led to acceptance. Um, and like, I always like to quote Buddha anytime I mention acceptance, how, how he defined it. He said, um, enlightenment actually, enlightenment is the quiet acceptance of what is, you know? So like when I really got to accept what happened, accept my life is, is, is going as it was, that was a whole aha moment or Satora, I I know is, as it said, right? Yeah. But uh, it was beautiful. So from that, um, I actually took my message of oneness. And, and it was from the actual, from the nudging of my stepdaughter. Okay. Who actually told me, she said, Danny, you have these songs. Did you ever try putting it into a musical? Mm. I was like, then that's when the light bulbs went out. Went okay. Off. okay. So what I did was uh, I spent some time. Now I had the time because I was, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't working. Now you have time yeah. to do what you came yes. to which Right, you exactly. exactly. I was not working 50 hours a week in New York City anymore. So I, so I had more time to expand upon, um, you know, like my like, creativity. So, so what I did was I took 10 of my songs that had a kind of similar approach, similar you know, style of oneness that I could make a story about. Mm-hmm. So I did that. Um, 
And I created a musical. It was a one-man musical featuring yours truly, folks. And it's called The Phone Call, a musical to inspire oneness. And so I, I like worked on it hard for about six to eight months, rehearsing it twice a week. It was about an hour and a half. So an hour and a half of just me talking and singing, I really had to get that down, especially uh, knowing that it's just me. Right. Turn on a half. I don't have anyone that I could just pass the, you know, pass the baton to per se. It's all me. So I really rehearsed it. And then I went out and started performing in some of the local theaters here in New Jersey. Okay. And then it, and then from there I got to some some bigger theaters like the Jersey Shore Arts Center, the Middletown Performing Arts Center. And then I was actually accepted through um, a festival in New York City called United Solo. It's an international uh, theater festival. It's actually the largest international theater festival in the world. They have it every year. It's on Broadway. So I was able to submit my musical, The Phone Call, to that, and it was accepted. So I actually had a chance to perform The Phone Call, my musical, about oneness on Broadway. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, Caroline, it was like one of the greatest things that I ever got to experience, and I'll always carry and cherish those uh, memories. Um, so here I am now, um, about a year and a half into my newfound life, mm-hmm. per se, and then I had another turn. I was, um, my mom felt really ill. Okay. And uh, so obviously this was a huge concern to my uh, two sisters, my brother and my dad. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it just got worse and worse and worse over time. She wound up ha- uh, in about an 18-month span. My mother went through about seven strokes mm. and uh, really just sucked the life out of her. Was, she was ex- the most vibrant woman, Caroline, before she passed, or before she got sick, I should say. Yeah. Like out dancing, exercise, doing everything, just always, always, you know, just a beautiful, beautiful woman, my mom. Yes. And, uh, you know, like, and to see her just come across something like this and meet her demise, it just took so much out of the family and, uh, and out of my dad as well. But we all got through it as a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, obviously, like a lot of my time, uh, especially after, after the musical, was spent, you know, going down the shore, being with my dad, sitting with my mom on a daily basis, pretty much. Right. Um, but, it, but it was hard. So in... Um, January of 18 is when my mom passed. Okay. And, uh, you know, so that was a whole other thing. But I remember briefly after that, probably, you know, about maybe a month, a month or so after that, um, I, I, because I, I was feeling a presence just like you do, Kyle. Yes. I feeling it so much more and on a daily basis. So I kind of asked her, I was like, mom, where do I take my message now? Mm-hmm. I heard her in my head, Caroline. She, you know, it's funny because my mom always called me Daniel son. <laughs> she would say, write a book, Daniel son. She went like that to me. And I was like, a book. I said, all right, there it is. And from that night, I spent about the next six, seven months writing my book that I told you about. Mm-hmm. Um, and just feeling, feeling her inspiration. Uh, it, like the words just spilled right out of me. Very very similar to, you know, like I heard your conversation with, with Neil Donald Walsh and, and, and I know how he came across his book. And this was kind of like along those same lines yeah. uh, of just being inspired and having that inspiration flow through me. It was as if I really wasn't writing the words, like it was just coming, channeling through me. Yeah. And it was a beautiful experience. 
And like when I was done, I started shopping for publishers and that's when I landed on, on Balboa Press. Mm-hmm. And the rest, as they say, is uh, a history in the making. I won't yeah. say history because it's still in the making. Yeah, and still, yes, it's growing. Always expanding. Always, always expanding. Yeah. And uh, it's been such a cool process. So the book, my friends, is, is out there. Like I said, it's everywhere. It's uh, called I Am God and So Are You, My Friend. Mm-hmm. A Common Man's Guide to Oneness. So um, if you're looking for something to read, I, I highly recommend it. And it's out there. And uh, it's an easy read, folks. It's, it's only about 120 pages. Uh, and, it, and, it, and it comes from me. It sounds like me, okay. uh, which is why I actually use the subtitle, A Common Man's mm-hmm. Guide yes. to Oneness Caroline, because um, I've read a lot. I've read hundreds of books on, on spirituality, as, as I'm sure you have. And I know that a lot of them, I would, I would go as far as to say most of them are tough for me to grasp because, you know, because of the language on, in, in, like how they're written. I understand. It's just tough, it's just yes. tough to grasp. I understand. So, yeah. My book sounds like how I'm talking to you right now. I That's think. exactly how you'll read it because those are the words that came out from me. Like I said, I was, I was channeling my, my mother's inspiration and that's just how it came out. So, so it's an easy read, um, but I do touch on so many aspects of oneness. Um, yes. So. Now, I, I, I resonate with you in so many different ways. Um, uh, Kyle said to me in my first, um, I was gifted, my first reading. I knew when Kyle transitioned. I knew he wasn't gone. I knew I wanted a reading with a medium, but I didn't go looking for a medium. So... <laughs> Six months after Kyle's transition is when I launched my podcast, and um, I did not know I was going to end up, I didn't know who was going to be guests. I knew I wanted scientists as guests on my show, and people like Neil Donald Walsh, and even at that time, Wayne Dyer was still alive. I wanted Wayne on my show. You know, so I knew those people, but it it turned, one of my guests recommended uh, a medium. And so I was like, and I looked up her website, I, I felt very comfortable with her. I invited her on as a guest. And after the show with her, I said, that's the medium I want to give me a reading. Mm-hmm. And she actually gifted me a reading on Kyle's birthday. And from that reading, we actually have Kyle's voice on tape. But in that reading, he said to me, mom, you have a book in you. And my first response, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. This, had, this was November of 2016. He had transitioned in July uh, 2014. But I wasn't ready. I was like, because in my mind, I was like, I got to, you know, I got to build my listenership. I have to build my audience before I write it. But I actually did start writing. Uh, I'm about six chapters in. Um, I haven't written in the past few months just from being busy and hectic with, uh, you know, being, for me, I, I think of the, being the eye of the storm right now. I'm like in everything is upside down. But I remember to say, wait a second, that's a dream of my own creation, what all this stuff around me, all this craziness happening, it's not who I am. Mm -hmm. Who I am is the peace and the stillness, the calm of the eye, of the center of the storm. So that's what I keep focusing on. And so so sometimes when life gets in the way, it, it, it knocks me off kilter and I don't get a chance to write, but I stay, I stay grounded in the, in, in the oneness and in the, the stillness to get through the rough patches in life. Um, but I definitely, I definitely want 
my goal is to at least be looking for a publisher by the end of this year. Good for you. I'm sure you'll find it. Yeah, yes, yes. Well, I, I did hear um, from a publisher that's interested before I wrote the book. So mm -hmm. I had contacted a, a publisher just to let them know I'm writing a book. And they said, they did email me right back. Well, as soon as you have it, send it to me. So I, ha I do have one that is interested, a uh, pretty well-known publisher. I, I don't want to mention on air, but a pretty well-known publisher said they're already interested. Just I just have to get it in her hands. Sure. She. <laughs> I'm, sure be, I'm sure it'll be very inspirational, just, just like your show is too. And I'm sure that your audience here and, and your guests will always you know, be looking forward to it as well too. Yeah. But the other thing that we have, and you and I have so much in common, the common man. That, that's my audience I want. You know, I don't want to always be preaching to the choir. And like you said, there are so many books, even Eckhart Tolle. I didn't understand the power of now until I understood oneness. Well, understanding oneness, and it was science. I've been studying spirituality off and on since around the same time. I'm a, I'm a year older than you. So around this exact same time you found Wayne Dyer, um, a guy I was interested in in my teens gave me a book to read. He, it was Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Okay. Um, and his whole thing, he was into making money. And But as I read it, I was like, wait, you mean we create our own reality with our thoughts? I never heard that before. Yeah, it's like, you know, that was my, like, huh, interesting. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> Isn't it funny, from a book like that, Think and Grow Rich, yeah. you got, wait a second. We can create our own world here. That's wonderful. That's that. That's what I got. I didn't get the money part because I've never been. I mean, I to me, money has always been a tool, a tool to do something good with. That's what and it is. That's what it, it has always been. And so it was never like the goal for me was it, it was always my passion was what. I, and then I said, okay, the money will come as long as I follow my passion. That was kind of innate in me. But so to read it in a book, and nobody ever had ever said that to me. Yeah. Like, hmm, very interesting. So that's kind of, that's the book that started me on my journey. But even though, so off and on for 30 years, I was studying metaphysical, metaphysics and spirituality, and I loved what I was hearing. There was a big missing piece for me. And the missing piece I got from science, quantum physics, when I watched a, a documentary, What the Bleed, and it was one sentence. The biggest problem in the world today is the illusion of separateness. Yeah. Separateness by Lynn McTaggart, who has been a guest on my show, thankfully. And I'm like, I get it. There is no, we, it's just all one. That's simple. And I get it. And I, to me, when I got it, I'm like, everybody should get this. This is easy to get. Yeah. Right. I'm like, why don't people get this? Uh, and and, and that make you feel great when you, when you, when you see like the, the like world of science getting on board with it as well too. That that amazes me. I love that the most. That really, really because after I understood oneness, now all those books that were a little challenging for me, like Eckhart Tolle's Power of Now, I picked that yeah, up. It is I did not put it down. I understood everything. Oneness made everything make sense to me. Yeah. Anything that I was questioning, I get it now. It was that was my my key that was my awakening and in, and i was like wait a second everybody should get this and i feel like it's my my passion and my mission to share this truth 
of oneness. And, and those that it resonates with, it will. And then some is not ready. And if they're not ready, it's okay. It's no judgment because that's the beauty of oneness. There is no judgment. Everybody is a reflection of me. So whether they get it or don't get it, it's fine because I know they're a reflection of me. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, 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 um, but I do my target audience that I, the people I want to reach the most are the everyday mainstream America. Cause I'm in America. So start with America, mainstream America, mainstream world. You know, it's a simple truth. Anywhere you look, all of the religions at the core of every religion is oneness. Mm-hmm. Science teaches about oneness. Everything you, it's just, it's one in every spiritual book, every channel that's channeling nowadays, they all talk about the oneness. It's like, it's no, there's no spiritual teaching that doesn't speak about the truth of oneness. And mm-hmm. even the major religions at their core, at their very beginning, they spoke about the oneness. So it, to me, it's like, wake up. It's time to wake up. And exactly. Because, because the only thing that keeps us really from honing in on that, Caroline, you know, I guess we spoke about the last time we spoke, is, is just our ego. It's our ego that gives us the illusion yes. of separateness that you just alluded to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a shame. I actually go into uh, one of my chapters you know, because like I, I put a lot of thought effort into the ego as well. Like almost like, well, then why do we, if it, if it does us such a disservice, why do we have an ego? You know, and that always leads me back to when we get into a conversation of, well, for us to realize and experience what we are, we, we have to live through what we are not. Exactly. So while we're here in this physical form, Right. Our bodies represent something that we're not because we're not physical bodies. We're, we're spiritual beings having a human experience, not the other way around. Exactly. Right? We're not human beings having a spiritual experience. We're spiritual beings and we're having this human experience. So part of that human experience is the fact that we have to deal with our egos. And the ego makes us think that we're separate from one another and, 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 and separate from life and separate from our God. Yeah. And therein lies the problem. Uh, if we can just learn that and understand it, that's what I try to get into, like in the book, like, okay, I struggle with it still to this day. Everyone does like the smallest thing you can, you can, you can catch yourself being, you know, even if it's a tiny judgment towards someone or towards something, what is that? That's nothing more than the ego. Just, just telling you, all right, he, he or she's different from me. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm better than this person or she's better than me. And why is she, you know what I mean? It, it, it just keeps adding to our feelings of separation, unfortunately. Yes. But again, if we at least understand that folks, yes, that's what helps us come to terms with oneness better because the more that we understand it, you know what we're going to do, the more we're going to think about it. The more that we think about it, the more we're going to catch ourselves in times of being judgmental. Exactly. All right. So, you know, it's, 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 it's moments like that. Like, I can't tell you. <laughs> just like everybody else, folks. I could be walking down the street and, I, and I'll just see somebody walking towards me and I'll make an internal comment. Mm. But now, I'm at a point now in my life where I go, stop, you know, and I just stop myself. <laughs> huh? And yeah. 
it takes, it honestly does take practice because yeah. we're geared in this physical being, you know, to, to like, you know, again, feel separate and not one. Right. Right. Yeah. I had met, um, this was years ago and it was just, I, it was shortly after I had my awakening with what the bleep and I was at a gas station and I was helping out a lady at the gas station. And she was like, oh, thank you so much. And I said, oh, no problem. You're just another me, you know? And I, I know she probably, she was from Jersey. She was here in the Poconos for the weekend, but she was from Jersey. And I know she probably was like, okay, I just stepped into the twilight. So, you know, I know she was just thought in her mind, okay, this lady's cuckoo. But I did, it just came out. Now, now most of the times I say it, to myself, I'll yeah. say namaste to everybody that passes me. Namaste meaning I bow to the divine in yeah. you. Because I know the, the divine in you is the same. I recognize the union in you, yes. Right, exactly. Um, but I actually said it at, out loud. Oh, you're just another me, no problem. That's so cool. You're all right. Yes, yes, yes. Right. yes. You see, there's, there's like so many aspects of like oneness to share folks, but uh, it's just a matter of, of being inspired. Like you see someone like Caroline here, who's your host, you know, she found her, her way through inspiration. All right. I found my own way. Again, it's just the story. Like I told you going from just like being a musician and writing lyrics that were, had a core of oneness to then growing into a, a, a musical and then, and then now to a book right. that I'm still sharing we have to pay homage to that, to that intuitive side of us. Um, Wayne Dyer always said, and it stuck in me, and I, I, I quote it in my book as well, that obviously like when we talk to God, it's called prayer. Right. But when God responds back, I say to people, I say, what's that? And they say, well, is that prayer too? I go, no, that's intuition. Mm-hmm. That's your higher source giving you those nudges. We all get them, folks. We all know what they're like. It's that kind of like, you're like, all right, why is something telling me to make a left turn here instead of a right? It could be as simple as when you're driving, exactly. but that's intuition. That's your higher source. That's your being. That's what you emanate from, guiding you. So everyone's going to get these moments in life. It's just a matter of when you become receptive to them. Right. I, was, I was receptive through my music. I, I listened to it. I kept writing. You know, I'm here I'm writing rock and roll songs too, folks. But they still had a core of, of you know, being good, kind to each other, you know, random acts of kindness, mm-hmm. oneness, being peaceful. Yes. You know, so it comes to us in, in different ways, but you, have, but you have to be receptive to it. Exactly. You know, like we can feel these things and just keep casting it aside. And then your life keeps going on your kind of, I guess, ego-based trajectory. Exactly. exactly. Right? Exactly. Well, what's so true, like you said, we all get those inspirations. And most of the time, we allow the ego mind to steer us away from that inspiration. But we like, that's what we know, it's listening to our ego. Exactly. 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 Mm-hmm. And so it's to, to now the ego makes a, a pretty good passenger, but not a good driver. You want that inspiration, you want that heart and soul to be driving, the driving force in your life. And the ego is a good passenger because the ego is there to keep the body safe. That's what the ego is for. Um, and mm-hmm. so the ego wants you to think all you are is a body. 
but you are much more. And so um, I know it's a famous quote, and I can't remember the quote exactly, but it, the, in essence, the quote says, the ego makes a good passenger, but not a horrible driver. You want your, your heart and your soul and your higher self to be the driving force in your life. And that's that, that intuition that you don't know where it came from. It's like, mm -hmm. when I got the intuition to do this, launch this radio show in the middle of the night, you know, six months after my son's transition, that when you're, you heard your mom's tell, tell you the way she would tell you to, yes. to write a book, you know, it's, okay. oh, yes, yes. We know, we know, we know that that's, that's what, and, most, and our ego mind, because our logical mind would say, no, you can't do that. You don't have the resources to do that. You don't have this, or you don't have this, or you're this and you're that. that that's the ego telling. And it will always, the ego's going to always try to steer you against, yeah. not to go with that inspiration. And that's that is coming from your directly from your higher self. And our higher self does not stop. It yeah. always keeps and keeps and keeps on until we're actually, you know, following the footsteps of our higher self. And it's like I said, I had a, I had a struggle with it for so long because, you know, all we have really when we think about it is our ego guiding us like in a way which we, which we think is correct. Right. But then when you come to terms with that, you know, the understanding that for us to realize again what we are, we have to experience what we are not. Exactly. And that's why that's why we are here, folks, because exactly spiritual beings. So so the whole talk about oneness, like I look at it twofold almost. You know, in a in, in a basic conversation, Caroline, I'll I'll tell people, listen, you just don't want to hurt other people. Okay? Right. I, I say, would you would you chop your left hand off? Of course not. Well, then why would you hurt some? Why would you hurt somebody else? Okay. Now there's that side of it which makes sense to pretty much everybody in the world. Mm -hmm. But for us to really grasp the, the like concept as a whole, we have to go to what we are as energy and spirit, and that's when you get involved with conversations about the ego. You get in, you know, having conversations with uh, everything from, from from spirit, and then I actually take it even further in my book too. I I I, I look at it. From that point, I go backwards and say, okay, understanding now that we are spirit, mm -hmm. let's go back and actually look into religions now. And, you know, so I have people ask themselves, okay, is this, is this religion that you've been following most likely your entire life? Exactly. How does it serve you now? When you've come to understand oneness, is it making sense to you? Right. 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 Is, it, is it serving you now because you understand oneness? Or is it really starting to pull you in the direction, okay, this is the way you should be thinking. This is the way you should be worshiping. Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's a lot of ways that oneness grows with, with people too. Right. Uh, so, you know, like what I would like to just tell your, your uh, friends out there is just, again, just be receptive to your intuitive feelings. Mm -hmm. Know that oneness is, is, is part of your makeup. All right. It's, it's, it's what we emanate from. We all emanate from the one source. Again, we're just individualized expressions of just one source. You can call that source, whatever you might, you know, whatever you may, you know, like, like I use, I use God, Caroline, you use God, but still, you know, you can. Uh, Actually, my favorite uh, term for God, I, I say God because people understand that. Yes. 
But my favorite term personally is all that is. All that is. I love that. All that is. There's nothing. This table, this computer, the desk, everything. Everything is God. Every, the tree, the grass, the bird, the ant. And that's so much better, too, because it encompasses, like you said, everything. Because, like, still, when you say God, people's first thought is just some higher being resonating somewhere that's not on this planet. Yeah. And, again, that's because we're thinking from an ego. We're thinking even, okay, I'm not worthy of God. God, God reigns somewhere. No, everything is within. You know, we have to look within. So all that is is yeah. really yes. spot on. Yes. All that is. And I got to use that, my friend. You know that. I got to start using that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All that is is going to start coming on that oneness guy show. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I when I'm writing, when I'm writing, I always write God slash all that is. All that is. Always. And I will always give you props for that, my friend. But I, you know, because that's. Hey, listen. If it's if it's just another way for people like to grasp it, folks, use it again. Yeah. Caroline just inspired me yet again in only my second conversation with her, with something like that. Because we're trying to find ways to make you understand oneness better. You know, if all that is resonates more than God, use all that is. Yes. Say all that is. Understand what it is. And it's like what Caroline said, this desk, this, this computer. Everything. Everything. Nothing outside. Nothing exists outside of God. Nothing exists but God. God is all there is. And when you understand that, to me, it's like, I get it. And everything makes sense to me. I get it. Yep. Yeah, I get it. I get it. And that's what we want your listeners to get to those like moments and say, I get it. I get it. And folks, let me tell you, you will. You will. All of us do at, at like some point. There was yet another great saying by my guru, Dr. Dyer. Mm -hmm. He said, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear and you could apply that to so many aspects of life because that is the hands up. Like I've tried, you know, I've been, I've been talking about oneness, like it, you know, uh, issues and stuff like this with my family okay. for decades now, since the early seventies. Right. Okay. Uh, it took some of them maybe longer to get again, because there's no rhyme or reason when the student is ready the teacher will appear as soon as you become more aware of who you are as soon as you start to be a little more receptive like we said to the intuition that's when you start to noticing that's when things make sense and that's when again that's when your teachers appear exactly exactly and the other wonderful thing about oneness that kind of trips people up they said but we're all unique and we are we all unique we're all going to come to our awakening uniquely different no two awakening just like no two snowflakes are like exactly. um, no two people and just we are unique aspects of god of all that is we god wants to experience the world and everything the universe every different way he can i'm just using the terminology he because yeah. god is not a he god is everything and he and, and it's experiencing itself through us uniquely. doesn't want to experience um me and a, another me identical to me you know it, it's unique we're unique aspects of god and that's exactly how we're supposed to be we're supposed to be different we're supposed to we're supposed to be on our own unique journey 
because yeah. as God, so we're all God, just like you said in the title of you, we are all God having this earthly experience that we are creating. Now, the other thing is we're all God having an experience that we are creating. No one is doing it to us. Yeah. It's happening through us. Yeah. So when you come to that understanding, you let go of that victim mentality that, oh, it's always me. I'm always getting picked on. Is you know, life is beaten up on you you let go of that victim and mentality. And that gets back to that word acceptance, Caroline. because yeah. uh, you know, like I've I've heard people come up to me because in the first chapter um, of my book, I I like tell people straight out because the world is in a horrible state right now. And everyone's like, why, why? And I'm saying, well, because we put it here. Exactly. Everyone has to remember that we are energy and we are nothing but the sum of, a, of, uh, of our total consciousness. Exactly. Okay? We yeah. are the sum of what this planet and all its inhabitants have been thinking. And we've been so far removed from oneness. Yes. Everyone is thinking ego-based thoughts. It's just driving the rules of separation to encompass the whole world. And we put ourselves in this position. Exactly. And there's the people who think that, well, why would God let this go on? God has nothing to do with it. <laughs> that's free will, folks. That's why, that's why we're in this mess, because we've gotten over, over centuries and over millennia, we've just totally separated. Right. You know, we've, we've, we've become more accustomed with feelings of separation than feelings of oneness. Yeah. And it's just snowballed and it's gotten further. So it's a, you know, it's a, it's a subconscious that we've all emanated towards. And now the only way for us to get to reverse that is to have a new. Right. And I, and I love that you said that because so many people say, well, why does God allow this? Why does God like allow that? And when they ask their quest, that question, they're, they're removing God from the God is separate. Yeah. They are. The, them and God are separate when they ask that question. When they realize, wait a second, I'm asking why would God allow this? But wait a second, I'm God. <laughs> like you said, I am God. Why am I? Then you have to reverse that question and say, why am I allowing this? Why am I allowing this to happen? Because I am God. That I am the God. Because like we say, holographic, which I, I always encourage people to really look up what holographic means means if they don't understand what holographic means. The perfect, my perfect quote for holographic is Rumi. I love Rumi's quote. You're not a drop in the ocean. You are the ocean. You are all of God. Yeah. You drop. Every bit of God, not a piece of God. You are all of God in a drop. Just like the cell, we have trillions of cells in our body. And anybody that knows how to clone can take a microscopic, microscopic cell of you and grow an identical you because all of you is in that tiny cell. Just like all of, all of God is in each and every one of us. And collectively, the world is in the state that it's in because collectively we made it that way. Yes. Stop saying he, she, they. Yeah, no, it's just we. And as imposing as that statement is, and as truthful as it is, there is a way out. But again, like you just said, uh, it, it has to start with me and it has to start with you. When we change the way we think, yes. all right, as individuals, we will change the world collectively. 
but that's how it has to happen, folks. It, it has to be you at home thinking more peaceful thoughts. And that's, and that's really all it is, folks, because keep in mind, every time I use this example, and, and, and it blows people away because I spend chapters in the book talking about how that we are energy. And I, and I say this, you can substitute any of these six words. I use an acronym in my book called STEVLS, S-T-E-V-L-S. That stands for spirit, thought, energy, vibration, love, soul. Any one of those can be interchanged, right? You can use an, I like to use thought in the book. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So here's, how many times has this happened to you? Say you have a friend on the other side of the country. Right? Mm-hmm. You're like phone rings and you pick up the phone and you go, Oh my God, I was just thinking about you. Yes, all the time. And it's like, Yeah, because that's how it happens. It's no accident. Your friend on the other side of the country, for one reason or another, he thought mm-hmm. about you. Mm-hmm. And we, as energy, his thought emanated into the universe. Yes. Your energy grasped onto it. Yes. So what did you do? You picked up the phone and you called because you thought of him. It's yes. not an accident, folks. It yes. happens all the time. So getting back to energies, this yes. is why, you know, understanding that energy is important because if you think yes. that the world is horrible, if you think in terms of war and hatred, if you think in terms of divisiveness, what are we going to get collectively? Exactly. Those things, Right. But if you change individually to think of oneness, to think of peaceful thoughts, and that's what gets emanated from your mind on a daily basis, that'll snowball too, just how the other side of the equation did. That's why people say, "How how can I effectively be changed? By just really looking at how you think during any given day. Think, I like to say, think about what you think about. Mm -hmm. The Bible, they said, as you think, so shall you be. Exactly. Caroline and I are, are not reinventing the wheel, as they say, folks. We're just regurgitating eternal truths, as I like to call them, that have been around through Jesus, through Buddha, yes. through, through Carl Jung, Albert Einstein said it, these great scientific minds that you've been referring to, to Wayne Dyer, to Neil Donald Walsh. Yes. Anatomy in you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it's like in every any everyone else out there, folks. It's not just us; it's all of us. All anything, anything you study spiritually, anything, any spiritual book you pick up, it's it's almost in their first opening statement. We are all one. Everything, the law of one. I did, I have not read the book, but the first um, sentence in the book, the law of one, is everything is one thing. I mean, it's just. You know, the oneness yeah. is so, uh, just, it's, it's so, I call it universal oneness. To me, it's like, and that, that universal oneness brings about unconditional love, unconditional forgiveness, because you realize that other person is just a reflection of you. And so you, you, by forgiving another, you're only forgiving yourself because yeah. that person is just a reflection of you. And so you do unto others, it's a golden rule do unto the others. And Jesus said, yeah. when he was asked, where is the kingdom of heaven? He said, the kingdom of heaven is within. He did not say without. He did not say up in the sky. He did not say outside of your realm. Right. He said, it's within. We it's just always, all of, all of our answers, folks, lie within. Very true. 
very true. And it's and to me, like to you and I, it's just you know, it's and I believe people will get that light bulb moment. And the more and more, oh, yeah, yeah. yep, yeah, the more and more we wake up as um um not Buddhist, not Buddhi, not <laughs> not a Buddha. Who says it? I know who said. It. Someone said, "Be the change." That's nice. I love that. Yeah. You want to be be the change. Who said that quote? Gandhi. 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 Yeah. Gandhi. Gandhi. Be the change. Another that, beautiful mind, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, God. And that's so true and so simple. Be what yeah. the you want to see peace in the world. Be peaceful. You yeah. want to see love in the world. Be loving. What you want to see, you must be. Yeah. Yes. And it makes sense to also, folks, keep this in mind. When you're coming to terms with uh, obviously understanding oneness and, 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 and what you want to emanate into the world regarding thought, keep in mind, too, something what uh, I heard Wayne Dyer say that Mother Teresa said this. Back in the Vietnam War, they asked her if, if like, she would march against the war. Right. And, um, down in Washington, D.C., and she said, absolutely not. And when she was asked why, she goes, uh, if you have a march for peace, I'll be, I'll be first in line. You see the different folks? We can take things and skew them any way we want. Don't be, don't be fighting, you know, against war. Be for peace. You know, because I also heard Dyer say, too, again, I, I regurgitate a lot of his quotes, but he said that anything that we fight, weakens you anything that we are for empowers you so getting back to what we are getting back to our thoughts if you're going to put out thoughts about about i hate war i hate the war i hate the war that's just going out there that's not helping anything if you emanate thoughts of i love peace i want peace i am i am peace use those two words right two words can change your life okay i need to preface what you want in life. You're like, I am peace. I am health. I am prosperity. All those things to help you individually, again, in turn, which helps us all collectively. Yes. And like you said, everything is energy. Okay. The energy of war is hate. So if you say, I hate anything, yes. you're taking the energy of war, which is hate. You're take, And you say you hate something. All you're doing is putting more hate into the universe. Yeah. That energy, so um, that same energy is not going to come back. The only thing that can overcome hate is love. Yeah. The only, the only energy. So you put love, I love peace. I, I, you send that energy out into the world because you are that powerful. We each are equally powerful. And it has nothing to do with how much money we have in the bank. We're equally powerful with our energy and the energy we put out in the world. And you want to put out loving, peaceful thoughts because those thoughts radiate just like you drop a pebble in a pond. And those ripples ripple to the, the entire pond. That's how strong you are. Your yeah. thoughts, you put out peace and love, and that's going to ripple throughout the universe, not even just the planet. The whole universe is connected. The whole universe. Think about it too, right, Caroline? Think about how we feel when, you know, I know like if I'm upset at things or like if I'm mad at something, like I automatically go into kind of like a defense mode, right? I feel my whole being tighten up, yes. right? 
and and the energy just just feels wrong. You know yeah. what I mean? So just think about it from from that angle, folks. Like even just having thoughts like that. Notice what happens to your body physically. Exactly. It changes our whole makeup. So of course, if, you know, if it's changing our body and changing our makeup, changing our posture, anything, yeah. think about the thought that's going out there. It's not a good one. And again, our universe does not judge. It doesn't know the difference between what yeah. we're thinking is good or bad. It's just, it, it's just accepting our collective consciousness as is. And again, what we said earlier, over the centuries and millennia, it's been such a, uh, a collective consciousness of separateness Yes. That this is all we, we made this mess. Yes. We made it. Yes, we did. So, yes, that's number one. Own it. Own for, first, own, yeah. owning your life experience, own it. Don't blame anybody. It's not mommy's fault. It's not daddy's fault. It's not my, nobody's fault. Your life is your experience yeah. that you are creating. Own that. And then own what is happening in the world? You're, you are a collective part, an equally yeah. collective part of what's happening in this world. Yeah, exactly. Do yes. we like it? No. Do we accept it, though? Yes. 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 But this, is what, this is the hand we were dealt if you're a card player. Mm -hmm. right? So this is what we were dealt. So we accept it, but on, but on the same token, oneness makes it accept us Except that I should say, but through the eyes of oneness, where I don't like what I see out in the world, I accept it again through the eyes of oneness helps me. Right. Because okay. I can understand that, okay, I don't like it, but hey, I'm part of it and I know it can change. Exactly. Well, I take it, I, I don't like what I'm seeing, but I know I help create it. So I know if I help create it, I can help change it. You can help change it. That's, it's empowering. It so is, my friend. When you, when you, so is my own, friend. It's, yeah. it's empowering. So I can actually do something. We all can. We all are here. We're all here. We're all here as a soul. Our soul came here for a very important purpose. And we all have a unique, unique purpose. And we all know, because spirit will tell us within what our unique purpose is. And when we follow our unique purpose, that's when we're shining our light and doing what we came here to do. We came here for a reason. And again, folks, how do you get to that point? Yeah. Tuition. Look yeah. for the signs. Be receptive to the signs. Yeah. Exactly what Caroline's alluding to. But you have to be receptive towards it because you'll get nudges. And if you just cast them aside, keep going on. Not that it's right or wrong, folks. Again, life just is. Now, that's, that's another thing I find that people, when I'm trying to teach oneness, to, our, to share oneness, because I say I don't teach, I can only inspire. Yeah, inspire you to go in. Um, but when I try to share the truth of oneness, the, uh, when I say there's no right or wrong, that makes people's head go crazy. We yeah. need no right or wrong. <laughs> there isn't. There, it just is. Yeah. Because first of all, when you understand truthly, the, and you know what? I, there's an easy way for me to explain that what we're living in is an illusion, is a dream of our own creation. In seventh grade, <laughs> I was studying molecules and atoms, and the teacher said, nothing is truly solid. I was like, what? What do you mean? Yeah, remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah remember, we all learned that in seventh grade. Yeah. We all learned that nothing is truly 
solid. So this desk I'm sitting at right now, which I can knock on, nope. It's not solid. Put it under a high power microscope. You know what we see. And what do you see? Yeah. Yeah, we see Thanks. Yes, in atoms, and then they recently found out in an in moving in these tiny moving particles we call atoms. But you even go deeper in it; it's ninety nine point nine percent empty space. Yeah. In truth, what appears to be solid is truly not. It's an illusion. So that so it's an illusion. So when you understand that this world is an illusion, and just go back to that molecule, go back to that atom, you're like, wait a second. We are literally living in a dream world of our own creation. Nobody created it. We created it. Our frequencies are just, are just vibrating at a much slower pace, which is why we perceive ourselves to be the physical, like this, our hands, our bodies, this desk that you were just alluding to. Yes. That's all it is. It's just, you know, frequencies vibrating at a slower pace. Very slow. It's very low density, and it's very slow. And if that, what, that's what makes it appear solid. As we raise our vibe you can actually see because i'm honestly i can actually see the movement like i i mean i can actually look at something stare and see it vibrating i can see the vibration so as you get higher and lighter you actually can start to see you start to see that yeah the illusion yes. something i've started to know that I've, I've seen over, over the years too that um always makes me smile but Sometimes I don't know when or I don't know where, but sometimes I can just look at somebody and I can see their aura. Yeah. And that to me is just the coolest thing. Like I just see like a kind of like yellowish haze, mm -hmm. like totally or like shaping their whole body. And I'm like, yeah. wow. Wow. That is that, cool. Yeah. I love, you know, I don't know, like it hasn't happened in, in about probably like three or four years. And that was the last time I seen it. But every time it, it like it happens, and I'm always with my wife, so I always tell her right away. I go, "Hun, look!" She, she's like, "What?" I said, "Yeah, yes." Are you familiar with Edgar Casey? Yes. Okay, he could see auras. He can naturally see auras, and it was interesting. He was in New York, and I think it was the Macy's Building. This many many years ago, and he could always see. It was natural to him. He he saw everybody's aura. He was about to get on an elevator. And on that, there was like a crap, like five or six people on the elevator. And he didn't get on the elevator. Mm -hmm. He did not see anybody's aura. And it freaked him out. Really? So he didn't get on. The, that cable snapped. Seconds after the door closed, the cable snapped. All six people were killed. Oh, my God. So, but this true story. This happened, in, I think, somewhere in New York and I think in Macy's. Um, but the cable snapped and the, they were killed. But he he didn't get on the elevator because he could not see their aura. Not see their aura. Yep. And then and then within minutes they were all gone. Wow, that's that's an amazing story. I was not aware of that story. Yeah, yeah. But Edgar Casey, he's got he's he's the sleeping because when he channeled or it, yeah he was completely out. He was sleeping, and so they had to record it because he didn't remember a thing that he you know that. He channeled all this wonderful stuff, and and he, and they have it all recorded. A great place to visit is the Edgar Casey Center in Virginia Beach. I did visit that one time. Oh wow! I didn't know that. I know. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Google him, Edgar Casey, Edgar Casey Center, and all, all everything is archived. All of his um, channeling and everything is archived. He gave really good information. Yeah. Wow.
But this has been amazing. This is wonderful. I love the fact that you're not far away. You're yeah. in New Jersey and maybe we'll even meet in person. Because I always say, all my guests, I'd love to meet in person. And oh, you're absolutely. close enough that we could actually do that. We can arrange that. That's absolutely, Caroline. And uh, again, folks, um, keep your journeys open. You know, keep your heart open. Be receptive. Like you are oneness, just as just as we are. No one's different. Uh, but again, the sooner that we come to terms with that, the sooner we're going to see our own lives change. And again, you just live from a more peaceful foundation. Like I always say, most of the reason why I I like wrote the book that I did was because it's been taking stress off of my life. Like, again, I was telling you about the story about like getting laid off big stressful situation, but it helped me to surrender and it, and it helped me to come to terms with acceptance and, you know, and it, which is the same thing. It's just taking a lot of stress off of my life, but it'll do that for you. And again, even though the world is in, you know, such crazy ways, yeah. we'll see it through the eyes of oneness, how I like to say, which at least, you know, makes us accept it more and really start to focus in on what we think about and what kind of energies we emanate into the world. Because mm-hmm. I know it'll happen. So yeah. stay on your path now, you folks out there. Yes. And I'd like, do you have a copy of your book so you can show them your cover? Yes, Share show your book nearby, find a copy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my wife. Show, show your book to the audience. Is that good? Can you see it from that? Yes. Yes. I am God. Yes. Now tilt it the other way. Cause it, t- yeah. Uh, nope. It was better. Nope. You had it. But yep. It's better. You can see it better yes. that way. Yep. I love it. And they can find that on, they can find it on Amazon. Yeah. Everywhere. Amazon.com. You can go to any, any, uh, any and everywhere folks, I should say. Okay. And, uh, and I, I actually have a website for the book too, which is I am God book.com. Okay. Um, you can find all of my stuff there. Uh, I have links for my podcast there as well, too, again, which is uh, I go out as that oneness guy. Mm-hmm. So please, if you want to hear some of that, you can subscribe on, on that site for that. Um, if you're curious to hear some of the stuff that I talked about, my music and the musical, you can go to dannyrongo.com. Mm-hmm. I have a ton of information there, and, and all my music is there as well, too. Like I said, everything everything is one package with me. It's my music and the message. So by all means, uh, check it out and uh, stay in touch with this program here because Caroline is a beacon in our world here. And it's, uh, it's a pleasure for me just to be, uh, you know, now an acquaintance and a friend. Yeah. So, you know, to all your listeners out there, you're doing the right thing here by like listening to someone like Caroline. And uh, again, it's a matter of how we inspire you. So hopefully today's show inspired you. I, I know I was inspired just by listening to Caroline. Like I said, it's my second time speaking with her. And it's been such an inspiration, Caroline. So I can't thank you enough for having me. Again, I'm going to reciprocate, folks. So yes. as soon as I get something up and running where I can have Caroline on my show, she's going to be my first guest. Because yes. I've just been speaking and singing on my podcast, but I want to have Caroline introduce her to my friends, too, on, uh, on my right. podcast. Well, thank you. I would love to be there. And I just love that you are shining your light continue to shine your light and yes i love that you are a friend and a neighbor because you're not far and yes. we're going to get together yes and have some fun before the summer is over okay absolutely Caroline. okay thank you so much danny i love you give a big hug and kiss 
to your wife. I got a chance to meet her. What's yes. your wife's name again? Andrea. Andrea, I love it. Love that name. Beautiful name. Give her yes. a big hug and kiss for me. I will, Caroline. Keep in touch, okay? Thank you, everybody. Peace. Love well. you. Peace. Bye-bye.